Hey, how you doing, church? Y'all doing good today? Come on, let's just give God a great big hand. He's such a good, 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 good God. Hey, one church in four locations, and I get to be with you today, and I'm so excited about that. I believe God has something specific to say to you. How many of y'all believe that this morning? How many of y'all believe that God's plan for your life is going to become clear today? Y'all believe that? Come on. Hey, it's summer. How many, and, and, and as Doug already shared, y'all excited about that? You know, when I think about summer, I think about the ocean or going to the lake. I think about going to a resort. Anybody with me? Anybody with me? How many of y'all would like to be at a resort right now? Don't answer that question right now. Come on. That was a trick question. There we go. Hey, when you go to a resort, you get uh, typically, I don't know if you've ever been to an all-inclusive resort or a resort anywhere you go. Typically, once you, get, once you go there, you get, this, you get this wristband. And this wristband is really important because typically when you go to a resort, especially if it's all-inclusive, if you don't have the wristband, you don't get to utilize everything that's on that resort. As a matter of fact, I, only one time in our lives we were ever at an all-inclusive resort, and, and it was like the magic wristband. You could go wherever you wanted and eat whatever you wanted, as much as you wanted. I mean, as much, you could go anywhere. And then there was like things that the resort had to offer. There was like adventures. There was excursions. And as long as you had the wristband, you could get in to use it all. And you could do whatever you wanted at that whole place. But the thing is, is this, if you went to the resort and you got the wristband and then you went and sat in your room and never left your room, how many of you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't get any of the blessings or the privileges that came with that resort. See, once you're marked, you're marked. The problem is, as many Christians, this is what we do. We get divine privileges. We become marked by God and what happens is, is that then we stay in our room and we stay apart from the adventure that we're supposed to have. We stay apart from all the privileges, all the things that God wants to bless us and give us, and we wonder where God is. See, there's divine privileges when we're marked in Christ. There's things that we have, but we, we got to leave our room, leave our homes, and we got to participate. And once we participate, once you're marked by Jesus, you get all the blessings. That's what divine privileges is all about. And here we go, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. And we're going to say this out loud. Can y'all see that at the top there? We're all going to say this out loud, out loud focus here. Here we go. Blessed of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us, Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Who did he bless? He blessed us. Everybody say the word us. That's it. He blessed us. So spiritual blessing refers to the divine privileges and resources available. Now there's grace and peace. There's an inheritance. We've been redeemed. We're holy and blameless. Come on. We're a part of Jesus' church. That should, that should excite us. That's a privilege that those who are far from God don't get. So we have all these spiritual blessings which are in the heavenly places. Just like when you go to a resort, 
Somewhere higher up in some office, they decided what blessings you could get when, you, when, 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 the, when the fee is paid. Now, the joy of when we went to an all-inclusive resort, we didn't pay for it. Somebody say glory. So we really experienced the blessings of God. And so it was like we get all this, and it was all paid for. That's what Jesus Christ gives to us. So we're going to continue today our, our journey through Ephesians. And we're, we're just in Ephesians chapter 1. That's, this is, we just spent like three weeks doing this. Doing this, And to understand the context of Ephesians, we have to understand this. It's a vision for Jesus' church. To understand the book of Ephesians is to understand us, not just me as an individual. It's an us book. It's a church book. It's to understand Jesus' church. It must, must be understood with that. And it's one of the writings of the Apostle Paul, one of his letters that was not corrective in nature. This wasn't a correction. This was an exhortation and an explanation of Jesus' church. This should excite us to all the privileges that we get. So, so the divine privilege is being a part of God's plan to demonstrate his power, peace, and presence Monday through Saturday. Isn't that exciting? See, when I met Jesus in a real way, I realized I didn't just get to, I don't just get to do this on Sunday. I get to do this all week long. I get this all the time. He's like, you mean we get this blessing all the time? It's like, yeah, this is cool. This is so awesome, right? I mean, I don't just go wait. I don't just go Sunday to Sunday. This isn't a Steeler game where we're going Sunday to Sunday. This is, this is participation Monday through Saturday. Come on, somebody. That's what this is really all about. So we're going to talk, we're going to communicate here. So what, how do we access these divine privileges? How do we get ourselves a wristband so that we get in line to, to experience the adventure and all that is provided at this Jesus resort called his church. Glad you asked. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13. Here we go. Ephesians 1, 13. In him. Who in him? In There we go. And in him, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, we're sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is a guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. Now, first of all here, look at this. This is the, this is the Holy Spirit work in our lives, that we were sealed. We were sealed. We, there's an impression. There's an, like, this is the same word of an insignia ring. A king would wear a ring. And when they put their insignia on that, that full authority of that king. That's what this was here. It's an impression. I don't know about you, but I have been marked by God. I have been marked. I mean, I'm forever marked. His impression is on me. I didn't, I'm not just trying to, trying to get, 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 get my impression on him. I don't, let me help you. You can't impress God. He created the universe. How do you impress him? That's like trying to find him a gift. Okay, you can. But I've been, 
his impression, his mark is on my life. He marked me forever. He, he gave me that here. So what this really signifies is there's three things with this word sealed. It's a finished transaction. It's like the, it's, it's, it's similar to your signature. As soon as you sign something, as soon as you sign it, it has your authority to it. Come on, whenever you go to a restaurant and you use your card, they want your signature, right? That means you're going to pay for it. You just signed. You're going to pay for it, right? The Holy Spirit has put his signature on my life. That's what, the, that's what this is really talking about. Listen, I have been signed, sealed, and delivered. Come on, somebody. I've gotten all three. His, I'm a, it has to do with ownership. Similar to a cattle being branded, it's owned. And we don't like talking about ownership in, in our culture today. But I don't want, I'm a possession of God. I don't just possess him, he possesses me. This is a privilege that we have when we're in him. And it has the security. That means when, when a, an envelope got sealed and they would put hot wax on the envelope and a, and a king would seal it with his, with his ring, if you, if in anybody else than the intended person opened that envelope, they would feel the full weight and pressure of the king. Let, let me tell you what this means. I have been signed, sealed, and delivered. God has put his insignia on me. And when the devil tries to open me up, he better watch out because I am, I've been sealed by the king and he's going to have to deal with God. See, 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 when you're sealed, it's like the devil can't mess with you. Because you, you want to open me up, devil? You want to try to taunt me? You want to try to tease me? You better know that you're not just going to mess with me. You're going to mess with God. And messing with God is not pretty. Who wins? God wins. This is, all, this is what I've been. I've been sealed. I've been marked. I've been, I've been forever. That's what this means. We are identified as God's possession under his authority here. When you, we get born again, and I am so thankful that when I met Jesus in a real way, 42 years ago this August, I, I didn't just receive, I didn't just try to become a, a good, God doesn't, didn't just want me to take a bad person and try to make me good or a good to better or better to best. I went from dead to alive. I didn't, just go, I didn't just get rescued, I got redeemed. He bought all of me. And quite frankly, there wasn't, a, there wasn't a lot to buy at that point. Come on, somebody. And that's what we need to hold on to. That's what we need to realize. That's what we need to, 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 to realize. His impression is on my life. His identifying mark. Listen, what does this mean? This means we get... We get this signed, sealed, delivered part of God all through our lives. There's privileges that we're not taking advantage of. Just like that resort, there's things you didn't know that were here. There's things in your life that God, God wants you to experience that he doesn't realize, that you don't realize what's on your life. You don't realize how much more of God is for you and how much God is pulling for you and how much God is wanting for you to succeed. I don't know how, how people go through life with the idea that God's out to get them. God's, out to, God's, God's trying to punish me. He's trying to keep me from all the fun. 
That's the, no, come on. Listen, listen, I'm having more, I, I'm having a blast. If you're not having a blast serving Jesus, you got to get a wristband and get to the resort. Come on. It's an adventure. He's providing for me. He's giving to me. He's, he, he's doing this. He's provided everything. I can't earn it here. So let's look at this word guaranteed. It says that we have a guarantee. We have a deposit. How many of you here have ever bought a home? How many of you have bought a house? When you buy a house, you, do, you have to give this thing called a deposit. Now, they don't just want your signature. How many of you all know they want money? That's right. They want money. And they want money because when you pay that money, what you're saying is, is you're guaranteeing that there's more where that came from. And that every month, you're going to pay more. See, that's what a guarantee is. But this is what God's he's given you a guarantee. How many of y'all like guarantees? But we're all waiting for that loophole. But I'm telling you, there's no loophole. God has given a deposit. The Holy Spirit is a deposit. And what God is saying, there is more where that came from. There's more. There's more. He, what he started here on earth, he is going to complete in heaven. What he started here, what he gave me on the day that I said, Jesus, forgive me of my sin, be the leader of my life, he's going to complete when I get into heaven. And I'm not waiting to heaven. I've been getting a daily installment. See, many people are getting yearly installments or every couple years or Easter and Christmas installments. They're getting all these little wee installments from God. Listen, I'm on a daily line with God. It's a daily guarantee that he gave me a deposit on the day I met him, and I'm increasing every single day of my life. I'm experiencing more from him. How about you? See, this is the relationship he wants to have. It's a guarantee. All that is in heaven, I'm getting, I got as a down payment. His joy, I got as a down payment. And I'm more joyful now than I was, I was last year, three years ago, ten years ago. I have more peace right now. Come on. I have more peace right now. I have all these things in my heart and my life right now, and they're available to you because of these divine privileges that when you were signed, sealed, and when you got delivered, he said, there's even more where this came from. That, see, that's why I was so astonished when I met Jesus. When I met Jesus at 15 years old, I just couldn't believe there was more. I couldn't believe, like, you mean we, we, we get to know Jesus on a day-to-day -day basis? You mean I can know more of the joy? I can know more of the peace? I can grow as a worshiper? I can grow as a giver? Come on, is somebody, is somebody excited in the house today? Come on, this is, this is all that we have here. It's an earnest pledge here. He is constantly working. What he started in my life, he's going to continue. So, I, so the divine privileges, this is it, the Holy Spirit, that we have been sealed, we have been marked, and we have a guarantee. That's what he gave us on a day-by-day -day basis. So why aren't we experiencing more of this? Why aren't we experiencing more of these benefits here? Well, let me just point out two things. The way we experience the Holy Spirit's power is by asking and yielding. First of all, asking. Luke chapter 11, verse 13, red letters, Jesus' words, red letters here. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit 
to those who ask. Ah, we got to ask. And so I have a question for you. When's the last time you asked for the Holy Spirit's help? Now, I know some of y'all, you just don't like to ask for help. You don't like to ask for help for directions. You don't like to ask for help because you're in life. Come on, we got, sometimes you've got to ask for help. We've got to ask the Holy Spirit for help. Holy Spirit, I need you. Look, look you've got to be willing to ask for it. Ask for his help. Ask for that seal. Ask for that guarantee. Ask for that divine privilege. He's a loving father. He's a loving father. We, we have five kids. Now, when they were younger, they asked us for all kinds of crazy things. They asked us for all kinds of animals. Cats and dogs and horses and everything else. They didn't get everything. But that didn't stop them from asking. Because there was a bigger picture in mind than the privileges they wanted. See, sometimes we ask and we get frustrated because we're not just getting whatever we want. Rather than saying, I want to get in alignment with heaven, and whatever's in heaven, then I want that. That's what I want. That's what I'm going for here. So first of all, we have to ask. Second of all, here it is, we have to be willing to yield. How many of you have ever seen a yield sign? You're driving along, and there's a yield sign. Y'all familiar with the yields? Do y'all have license over here at Brighton Heights? Y'all have license? Y'all drive, right? Y'all drive. Come on. You get to the end of the ramp. You get to the end of the ramp, and there's a yield sign, right? Now, the yield does not mean stop. Glory to God in the highest. And peace to his people who do not stop. But actually, legally, yield does mean stop if you can't find your place in traffic. Legally, it really does. But how many of y'all, it doesn't matter. You're going to find a way. So, see, when you come to the end of the ramp, you're driving, and you get to the end of the ramp, and what, when, you, when you yield, come on, what do you got to do? First of all, you got to see the flow and direction of the traffic. See, some people get to the end in Christian, and this is what Christians do. They get to the end of the ramp, and they go, I just think I'm going to go the opposite direction. And they make a U-turn. They're going right into traffic, and they're wondering why they're causing accidents. They're not yielding to the Holy Spirit. When you get to the end of the ramp, you see the direction of the traffic. You see the direction. And then what you do is you get moving and you find your place in the traffic. You find your way in the flow of direction of the way every, everything's going. Many Christians go their entire lives and never learn to yield. How do you yield? You yield to the body of Christ. Which direction is the church going in? I discern what direction. Some people get to the end of the ramp and go, I just don't like how fast things are going. So I'm just going to pull over and wait. Some people say, I don't like how slow it's going. Some people, they, they, they just want the porridge is too hot, the porridge is too cold. I just want, I want porridge that's just right. No, we got to see what direction God's doing with us. And we find our way in it. And when you move in your place in the direction of God's church, there's a divine blessing that you get when you're going in that direction. That you don't pull a U-turn. You don't say, I'm just going to pull out and slow down because people need to go as slow as I go. Some people do that in church. They want it, they, they, see, they, they don't like the flow. They don't like the go of the way things are going. So they say, I want to do it my way. And they wonder why 
They're in accidents, wondering why they're not accomplishing getting to where God wants them to go. So we ask and we yield. This divine privilege is this, that we were sealed and that we have a guarantee. We were sealed and we have a guarantee. How would your life change this week if we in this room right now would simply live knowing that we've been sealed, we've been marked, and that there's a guarantee of more to come? How would we live if we just got, I say, I'm going to yield to the Holy Spirit. The Apostle Paul doesn't stop there. He continues to write here. And he, he actually writes this beautiful prayer. There's a couple beautiful prayers in Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 3. Parents out there, parents, listen to me, parents. Parents, I remember, I remember uh, our mom, Pastor Gary's mom, our mom, coming in on my room. I, I felt like every night, maybe she missed some nights, I don't remember and she prayed Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 3 over, over my life every night. I believe I'm standing here today as a result of these prayers. Because I didn't deserve it. I didn't earn it. But I'm a result of these prayers. So parents, I'm telling you, um, you got to get, the, you get, these, get these prayers in you. So here it goes. Verse 15, for this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love towards all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. Let me just stop right there. I want to speak to you, Bridge City Church, Bright Nights. I do not cease to give thanks for you. I do not cease to pray for you. I, along with Pastor Gary, and Donna and the leaders here, I'm so excited that we get to do this together. I'm so honored to be a part of what God's doing. I'm honored. This is a privilege. I know Christians that have been Christians for decades that never get to experience the unity and love that we have in this room right now daring to do something different, be in one church in four locations. You don't think there's opportunities to stop yielding the way we're doing things? I don't like the way this happens. I don't like the way that happens. No, it's called yielding to the Holy Spirit. We're a part of something bigger. See, this is why I met Jesus. I wanted to be a part of something bigger than me. And I want you to hear this I'd never cease to give thanks for you. I never cease to thank God that we get to work together and do this together, pray together, and believe God together. May we never take this lightly. May we never take one another for granted. May we never take the even Bridge City Church as a whole for granted and miss out on the privileges that we have. Let's go on. 
verse 17, that the God of our Father, God our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his great might. That he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. What a prayer. That the, verse 17, they might give you the spirit of wisdom, of revelation and the knowledge. This isn't spirit. The capital S here really isn't See, see, he already said you're sealed. He said you've been marked. You have a guarantee. That's not in question. What he's saying is when you have the mind, the disposition, the mindset towards the wisdom, the intelligence of God, the revelation, the uncovering of God, and the knowledge, the experience of God. He's saying it's already yours. I just want you to see it once again that there's so much more to this deal. See, are you feeling the urgency of the Apostle Paul here? He's saying there is so much more to, to this deal. So much more. In verse 18 and 19, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened. That's your eyes to be able to see, to know, to experience the hope to which he's called. And there's three things he wants us to see here. And there's three things I want you to see when it comes to being sealed and having a deposit. Here they are, three things. The hope of your calling, we are his glorious inheritance, and a great power towards us. There's three things that that prayer is for you today. This is the prayer right now. This is the prayer found in Ephesians 1 that we got to know, we got to see here. First of all, the hope of your calling. What is the hope of your calling? Let me sum it up like this, that we were saved we were sealed, that now I'm a saint, and I'm not just a saint, I'm a son, and I am seated in the heavenly places. This is the hope of my calling. Everybody's saying, well, I don't know what I'm called to. This is what you're called to. This is what we're all called to, that we were, that we were going to be saved and, and, and sealed with the Holy Spirit. That we get to be saints. Look at your, look at your, look at your neighbor right now and say, say you're a saint. How many of y'all know that took faith? That took faith to say that. Our oldest brother uses this all the time. He, our oldest brother, Larry, he says all the time, he says, hey, saint. If, when he starts doing that, it's like, who's he talking to? There's no statues in here. There's no dead people statues here. No, he's saying, that's you. Saints, set apart, sanctified. Come on, sealed. That's the hope of our calling that we never tap into here. We have access to God. I got, I got the bracelet here. You don't understand. I can go wherever I want. I got, the, I got that privilege. It's paid for. God, see, there's people in this room right now saying, I can't do missions trips because it won't be paid for. Did God invite you to go to the missions trip? If he invited you, then he got money to pay for it. See, it's faith in him. Oh, you don't understand. I don't have any time off work. Did you ask for time off work? Well, no. Well, how do you know? How do you know what you have unless you ask? 
I have a hope of God, the hope of his calling on my life. I have a future, and I have a hope. I'm excited about this. Number two, his glorious inheritance in the saints. See, not only, see, we get wrapped up in, I want my inheritance from God. How about this? You're God's inheritance. Not many people think that way, because we're wondering, well, what do I get? If I, be, if I go to next steps, which is the way that you can discover your gift and find out how you can make a difference here at Bridge City Church, well, what do I get if I'm a member? I hear people ask me that all the time. Well, here's what you get. You get an opportunity to die to yourself. You get an opportunity to get to the end of what you like. You get the opportunity to give and sacrifice. Then you get the opportunity to go into your world a much better person than the way you came in. Come on, somebody. There we go. So you're wondering what you get. That's it. Why wouldn't you want to be a part of this? And we're not just here trying to make, make a better you. A better you isn't real good. A better me isn't real good. A new me that's been signed, sealed, and delivered, and I am God's treasured possession. There's a couple verses on here. You're going to want to write them down. Take a picture real quick. It's about God be, listen, we are the apple of his eye. Have you ever heard that term? It's, it's an older term. That's okay. I'm older. I can use it. The apple of your, I'm the apple of God's eye. What that means is this, is that I am so close to God that in his pupil, that when you look in, in the pupil of God, when I'm so close to him, I can see my reflection. That's what that means, that we can be so close to God himself the creator of the universe, that we can see our reflection. That's how much God is watching. I am his treasured possession. Think about it this way. If your house was on fire and you had one opportunity to run in there and get any one thing, wouldn't it first of all be, be the, the people that you love? Obviously. Think of it this way. The world is on fire. The world is burning up with all kinds of craziness. And God sent Jesus into the burning house to find his one true possession, you and me. Think about that. That's how much he loves you and me and us. That we are his treasured possession. We are his inheritance. We, listen, I'm owned by God here. He will go to great lengths to reach me. Number three here, number three, the immeasurable power. The immeasurable power directed towards those who believe. There's a delegated empowerment. There's an authorization that God gives to you and to me and to his church to operate in a designated jurisdiction. Do you know who holds the keys to Brighton Heights in every community surrounding it? his church because he's given us the immeasurable power of God to operate on his behalf under his authority to institute his with this is our jurisdiction see we got to change our mindset ain't nobody want God here ain't nobody got time for God you got to you got to get that out God's given us a right. He's given us a power. He's given us a designation to operate on his behalf. 
in how well we receive that designation and go with it as a people is to the degree that we will experience his power. Are, are you glad you came to church today? Come on, are you glad you came? to? Is this feeding your soul today? Are you seeing that we have a hope of our calling, that you are the inheritance here, that you're his treasured possession, and that we have the immeasurable power of God operating in us? But wait, it gets better. Most people stop there. I have a calling. I am his treasured possession. I have the power of God. But they never read these next couple verses. I want to let you know it's crescendoing here. As a matter of fact, you're about to get something that Christian, many Christians go their entire life and never get. No, I'm serious. Most people stop reading right there. They stop. But they, they, they miss verses 22 and 23. Verses 22 and 23 will change your life according to what the Apostle Paul was writing in Ephesians. Here it is. And he put all things, how many things? All things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the, oh, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Oh, my goodness. No, you've got to get this. No, this is it. Listen, you've got to grab this. Because we're like, you know, I, like, we used to sing a song back in the day. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. Come on, like. We surround. The devil is under my feet. Yeah. Come on. We're ready to have some revival in here today. Come on. That's right. Come on. You give me a little organ right now. We're going to be going on another hour. Come on, somebody. And um, listen, listen, you got to catch this. Where's the power? It's in him. Jesus is the head. Can I help you? Stop wrestling. Jesus to be the head of his church. Now under his feet is all the things that are in subjection to him. This world, the devil, the prince of this air. But in between there is the body of Christ. That's us. Are you getting a picture of this? See, many people go their whole life, they don't get this. They think, well, I'm the one that's powerful. I'm the one that's built up. I'm the one that should experience. I'm the one. Stop trying to be the church. Stop taking the place of Jesus. Us together get to receive this thing. He said, well, I'm just, I'm just a pinky in the body of Christ. I learned, I learned an important fact is I didn't know this. Do you realize that without your pinky, you lose 50% of the strength in your hand? And there's pinkies in this room that are saying, I'm insignificant, and the body is not as strong because you're not a part of the body. Are you with me now? So if you have a pinky anointing, you're powerful. 
See, we, see you've got to catch this. It's, it's the body of Christ. That's what this is. And we never experience the privileges. So how do I get the privileges? I've got to be a part of the body of Christ. This marked band is me being a part of his church. That's what Ephesians is about. Are you tracking me? So let me just, let me just explain a couple things. Let me just explain a couple here. I want to let you know that as a church, as the lead pastor, Pastor Gary, doing an awesome job as campus pastor here. Awesome job. Y'all better clap. We're not just trying to keep you busy until Jesus comes back. Nor are we trying to get you to connect to an organization. We're trying to get you to get all the divine privileges and learn how to yield and learn how to be a part of the body of Christ. Let me give you a couple illustrations. On one week today, we have what we call growth track. Now, many people in their lives, they say, I want to grow. How many of y'all would like to grow to be more like Jesus? How many of y'all, almost everybody here. But we see something like this, and immediately, we just go, well, I don't know, I don't know if we have time. It's nice out. What if it's nice out that night? No, I'm serious. These are real, these are real things. What if the kids have soccer? What if, you know, what if it's nice? What if I get a better invitation? What are all these things? I'm inviting you to come to Growth Track because we want you to grow. Is it the only way you can grow? It is a way to grow. And if we want to be a part of the body of Christ, then I'm inviting you to come and spend three hours to grow. So you go to next steps and learn how to be an active and growing part of the church, discover your gift, see how you can make a difference, which we all crave. That's 101. And then you go to 201. And after 201, you, that in 201, you learn, how to, you learn how to have a devotion life. Then guess what happens after 201? You guys are so smart. And then we learn how corporate devotion. And then we learn after 301, oh my goodness. And then we learn how to, to give of our lives in a better way. And then after 401, yeah! And we learn how to go into our world and make a difference. Is it the only way to do it? No. Some of you are saying, well, I've done that before. I never want to get to a place in my life where my notebook closes and I'm not learning. There's not a message yet I've ever heard in my entire life that I couldn't stand to hear again. Because we fool ourselves into thinking listening is doing it. So why are we doing this? We're doing this so you can grow. We're going to watch your kids. We're going to feed you. It's going to be good. And I, but you've got to sign up. So I'm inviting you to experience the divine privileges of God on your life. I want to release the privileges of God to you. But I need you to show up. How about this? How about we have worship night coming up. Wednesday night, worship night, all together, one church, one location. We're all going to get together. And, and we're all going to get together at worship night. And um, 
And we're going to work. Guess what we're going to do? We're going to worship Jesus. It's, it's, it's revolutionary. And we're going to pray for one another. And we're just going to experience time with God. How many of you have, 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 have just spent too much time with God this week? You just spent so much time with God, you got, people are telling you, just stop. No. So this is a way, not the way, to get involved with what God's doing. Okay, let me give you a couple more. See, I want you to see the vision, how we can release the divine privileges of God in your life. Men's night. Men's night coming up. Pastor Gary is going to be here gathering with all the men. And you're hearing this from your lead pastor right now. Men of this church, I am imploring, begging, pleading, and asking you in the mighty name of Jesus of Nazareth to be here. There's some things that we need to, need to communicate to the men of this church. I'm not going to do it in mixed company. So men out there, you're going to need to write it down. See, are you writing these dates down? Or you, see, or just, I don't know, it's just, it's just going to happen somehow. See, I know somebody that's growing because they're telling their calendar what's going to happen. There's too many people. Nobody's writing this down. Nobody's putting it in their phone. Maybe you already did. Man, if you did, thank you. You get an extra pen on your way out. I don't know. We'll give you something. See, what we're doing is we want to be able to speak to the men, the backbone of the church, to grow up the men so that you know it's who's going to be blessed? The whole church. Families are going to be blessed. Homes are going to be blessed. Children are going to be blessed. Your, your boss is going to thank you the next day. That they're going to say, I don't know what you did yesterday, but I'm glad you did. See, but we got busyness in our minds, not divine privilege in our minds. So, uh, so men of the church, did you hear me? Men of the church, did you hear me? I'm telling you, you're going to be here in Jesus' name. And, and Pastor Gary's going to communicate with you. These are things we have going on, church. I wanted you to see, this isn't, I'm not making an announcement. I'm trying to connect you to a divine privilege. And for you to take your rightful place. Would you stand to your feet with me today? Okay, here it is. Listen, I don't know where you are. I don't know who, where you are with God right now, but I just want to say this right now. If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ in a personal way, but you would like to ask Jesus to forgive you of your sin and ask Jesus to lead you into your future, you came to the right place. That's the reason God put Bridge City Church as a whole in Bridge City Church Bright Heights on the planet. That's why he put us here to demonstrate him. So if you're here today and you don't have a day, a moment, or a time when you said, Jesus Christ, be the leader, be the one in charge of my life, I want today, I'm inviting you to make today your day. So right now, in this moment, right now, I'm not gonna spend a lot of time here, but I can't close without offering you this first divine privilege to be sealed in the Holy Spirit and receive the deposit that he has for your life. So right now, God, anybody here, anybody here, Lord God, that doesn't know you, Father. Let this be their day. Let this be their moment. Let's be this time for you to shine in their lives in Jesus' name. If that's you right now, if that's you right now, right here, right now, in this moment, you're saying, I want today to be my day to begin 
a relationship with God the Father, I just want you to slip up your hand right where you are. Just slip up your hand right where you are. Just slip it up. Don't be safe. Don't be bashful. Don't be shy. Anybody at all. Anybody at all. Going once. Going twice. Okay, next week we're going to pray that there's a lot more people. I'm going to pray that you're going to bring somebody with you. Come on. Okay, this is the deal. We have people ready to pray for you today. We're not done. We're going to worship Jesus a little bit today here. Y'all with me? Okay. We're just priming the pump for Wednesday. Come on. So this is the deal. If you're part of the prayer teams, I want you to come up here. This is the deal. We have people that are prayed up and prepped up and ready to pray for you today. I mean, they're ready. I need some, one more over here. Just one more over here. One more. There we go. There we go. Good deal. Thanks. Okay, this is the deal. Two things that the Apostle Paul mentioned. Have your eyes, listen to me, listen. Have your eyes grown dim of the hope of your calling? Do you feel like there's no future in hope? Or maybe God wants to realign your vision of Him today. These people are ready to pray for you. Do you feel disconnected to what God is doing? These people are ready to pray for you. They're going to pray Ephesians 1 over your life. Now, this is my posture. I never miss an opportunity for somebody to pray for me. We're gonna, they're going to do a couple songs. These people are going to be here praying. And you're going to come up here. You're going to find your way. Everybody has guys. That, no guys are going to make these two beautiful ladies pray for you. The only ladies in that line. I'm being honest because I don't. this is how we do it. This is order. Okay, guys aren't going to go here. Because I'm not going to put one single guy looking at these two ladies. are going to pray for ladies. They can pray for guys, but when we pray, we always use accountability at this church. I don't want no wires getting crossed. I'm not pointing them out. I'm, just, that's, I'm trying to give you order to Jesus' church. Craziness is happening in this church right now. It's not, we're, we're going to say, stop, devil, here. So they're going to lead us in song. If you're di- feeling disconnected, or if you want your eyes to be opened and enlightened to the full hope that's gone. Come on, right now, right now. Just move, right now. Come on. Come on down. Come on down. Find your way down during these songs. Come on. Find one of these people to pray for you. Come on. Let them lay hands on you. Let them pray for you. Just find your way. Come on. Come on. Line up in the middle here. Why wait? Don't hesitate. Don't wait. Aaron, you lead us. I'm going to worship Jesus. We're going to worship Jesus, church. Are you ready? Come on. If you're out there and you know Jesus, just stretch out your hands to heaven. No, if you know Jesus, stretch out your hands to heaven and begin to thank Him and worship Him.